Aang's mind is clouded from all the bad dreams he's been having, but he doesn't want to regale his friends with the details. Iroh finds there's no lightening the mood with Zuko, who can't escape his own past. Aang seems happy, but thunderneath it all, is he really stressed out about his reign as the current Avatar? Zuko wants his country to shower him with praise, but will they ever hail him as their Fire Lord? everybody. At last, it is time to talk about episode 12 of Avatar The Last Airbender. Nick Montagani, I'm joined by Brendan Riley. Brendan, a, a wonderful to talk about Avatar with you once again. Yes, we're back with the bald kid and Avatar. <laughs> hey. Hey, see, I nice. can do that too. I'm not a kid though. I'm fucking 30 years old. <laughs> yeah, but you're young at heart. Yeah. Sorry, my eyes will not stop watering right now. It's driving me insane. Are you upset about the insult that you just did on yourself and no. it's making you cry? No, I think it's fucking allergies. Weather's been a little weird around here. It was 90 lately. degrees yesterday. Yeah. Which is terrible. I hate it. For like early-ish April in New Hampshire, for it to be that hot, I think it threw everyone's kind of internal temperatures way off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just thinking, uh, Raz has pulled a muscle, and I was thinking he's been <gasps> limping for about a month, so it was probably him running around on the snow, and then <clears throat> sitting there thinking about that yesterday, and I was like, and it's 90 degrees today. And a month ago, there were there was a foot and a half of snow on the ground. <laughs> What a wonderful world. God damn it, Al Gore. <laughs> it is Al Gore's fault that your dog got hurt. Yeah. That's what you're trying to say, right? Yeah, if he hadn't invented global warming. <laughs> right, uh, anyway, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, Brendan, that's right. We're back to talk about Avatar The Last Airbender. It's been a you know couple weeks. Yeah, it has. Took a little sidetrack to go into the Mushroom Kingdom. Yep, that was pretty good. We had a fun time. Go back and listen to our three-hour review of the Super <laughs> Mario Brothers movie. If you can make it through three hours, you win a prize. It's twice as long as the movie. Literally. Um. Yeah, I mean, it is nice to be back to Avatar stuff. We have a pretty hefty episode to talk about today. Um. But, you know... We we like switching things up from time to time. We don't. I feel like we don't get a lot of chances to do it until we're like between seasons and stuff. That's when we kind of branch out more. Yeah, it feels kind of weird to do it when the, we're in the middle of something. But you know, with time time sensitive things like uh, a new hit movie, it's got to be done. Got to get right on it. Yeah, you got to catch everyone's attention while it's still in the news. Mm -hmm. 
Even though, you know, as we always used to say with Samurai Jack episodes, like these recaps that we do of these 20-year-old TV shows, like the episode you and me are recording right now is basically meant to be evergreen. Yeah. You could listen to it at any point. Um, A little different than the logic behind recording a Mario movie review, but, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that could also be evergreen. I'm sure people will still very much care about that in, like, two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) When the next one comes out, people will go back. To listen to our review so they don't have oh, to watch the I movie remember. again. I yeah. remember that movie. Yeah. All those years ago. <laughs> Maybe it will be like a James Cameron Avatar thing where like they made so much money on the first one that they're going to really take their time Yep. Uh, with the second Mario movie. So it'll be like 13 years later that we're talking about <laughs> the Super Mario Brother movie. Movie two is what they'll call it. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm told uh, I hear through the grapevine that the next one is a Donkey Kong movie. Yeah, but who'd you hear this from? A friend who just thought that was a good idea? Uh, no, I think he he's kind of like in the know on a lot of these fucking garbage things. He's listening right now. So yeah, take well, it easy. <laughs> no, I know exactly who this friend of yours is in this particular grapevine, and I'm here to say I don't think he knows shit about well, shit. I'm going to find out. <laughs> I I don't know. We'll all find out whenever they announce the next one, and I'm, I'm not buying what he's selling. If it was a Donkey Kong movie, would it be uh, – we, uh, we don't have to do this, but would, would it be uh, still set in the same world as this one? I mean, Donkey Kong is in this same world, I mean, yeah, so... Yeah, like, what the hell? Do we really want a full Donkey Kong movie? That character was... I mean, listen to our review, but... Yeah, no, we, I we don't. Weren't, we weren't fond of the character. To be as spoiler-free as possible, If it was we didn't a, like him very much. If it was a Donkey Kong Country, like the old cartoon, if it was that kind of thing, I would be all about that. I would just go watch the old Donkey Kong Country cartoons in a movie theater. I would probably do that. They're really bad, though. No, no, you're very wrong about this. No, I'm not. They're really bad. King K. Rule is there. He is. Now, but here's the thing, Brendan. If you were going to refer to that character, would you call him King K. Rule just like that? Mm-hmm. In those, they call him King Karule. Yeah, that's wrong. It's it's that K. Sucks. It's K with a period. And his last name is Rule. No, it's. Karul. No, it's not. Well, according to them, it is. And yeah, I think everyone disagrees with that assessment. <laughs> Man, those shows are really good. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all your friends are there, though, like Funky. Funky is really fucked up in those because he's wearing sunglasses mm-hmm. and flip flops and nothing else. And somehow... That is like wildly uncomfortable. Yeah. So I think it's probably the flip flops that are the problem. That is what throws it off because that makes it feel like he's putting in more of an effort than like a Donkey Kong who's just wearing a tie. Yeah. Uh, Something about wearing nothing but shoes is really weird. It's yeah. You start thinking about because thinking about someone wearing nothing but a necktie is also weird, but kind of funny. Kind of funny, yeah. Nothing but shoes is like, what are you planning? You're up to something. And flip-flops at that. <laughs> not not a good look, but uh, we love him anyway. Mm-hmm. Funky Kong. Yeah. 
Funky Kong, a major player in this week's uh, episode of Avatar The Last Airbender, which we're about to recap right now. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Episode 12 of Avatar The Last Airbender, titled The Storm. Yeah. Do you know what happens to a uh, firebender that's struck by lightning? We're going to find <laughs> out. I knew that was top of mind for you. And don't worry, Brendan, I have a hefty section in my notes later on for us to get into that. Not the same thing that happens to everything else, it turns out. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, yes, The Storm, June 3rd, 2005. Brendan, it's it's back to get... It's time to get back to important shit on this show, huh? Yep, yep, yep. This is a pretty pretty dense episode. There's a lot going on here. In fact, I preemptively want to apologize to you and to the listeners of this episode. Uh, these are probably the longest notes that I have written to this point. Oh, well, goddamn. Because there's a lot that happens where it's like, well, I can't not include that in the recap. So... Yeah, no, there's a a lot in this episode. It's very, like I just said, it's very dense, very plot heavy or lore heavy, I guess we would. Plot and lore heavy, maybe mostly plot. Yeah. I don't know. What's the, you know, sometimes we get a little lost in the sauce. To me, plot is what's happening now and lore is what has happened leading up to this point. All right, English professor. That's, That's how I would differentiate them. I think that's pretty. Fair to say. Well, in any case, a heavy episode with heavy topics, so we should we should dive right in. Let's do it. Head first into the storm. Into the storm. Uh, time to get wet, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Previously on Avatar. So we've dicked around for a few weeks after we had some very important goal setting in the winter solstice. Mm-hmm. That was lore heavy and plot heavy. that was both both yep. of those great things yep and then we just kind of stopped worrying about any of that yeah we just kind of did whatever for a little while well what else is going on in this world we should look at that instead of like this very important things that are like impacting everybody in the world with a very strict deadline yeah well no we can we'll we'll get to it you know, it's not that important. <laughs> It'll be fine. The Avatar works better under pressure anyway. That's true. He stays up like really, really late the night before the essay is due. Mm-hmm. Like why start it until it's just about done and then doesn't even finish it and goes to the teacher and is like, uh, my grandma died. It's like, well, that's the fifth time you've used that excuse this year. I have a lot of grandmas. Or I did. I so many I did. grandmas. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And you could stand to be a little more sensitive. Yeah, thanks for bringing it up. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a really hard year. Uh, Anyway, sometime before all of that important story stuff, we did start pulling on some threads uh, of some backstory for a couple characters. We know that Aang learned he was the Avatar under some odd circumstances. Yep. And we know that Prince Zuko was... Banished by his father and Iroh's brother, Fire Lord Ozai. Yep. But why? Why? What happened? We'll never find out, I think. No. It's a damn shame. Would be interesting. It would contribute to our enjoyment of the show, but they're not going to give it to us. Mm -mm. But I guess we'll talk about this episode anyway, huh? Yep. 
Okay. Let's do do it. it. We're going to do it right now. Uh, Aang is having the time of his life flying on Appa through the sky. It's just Aang, though. Yep, and Appa's like flapping his arms, which I don't think he normally does. She does not usually do. He's usually just cruising. Mm -hmm. But they're both, yeah, living it up above the clouds. Um, Like you've mentioned before, Brendan, there is some like peaceful kind of music box style music playing in this scene. Yeah, yep. It sounds very much like a wind-up box kind of thing. Like a lullaby, sure. almost. Set, setting a mood here. Mm-hmm. Um, Aang looks to his left and sees Sokka, who is gliding on Aang's glider? Yeah. And he's loving it. He's having a great time. They're both, like, super into this concept, mm-hmm. which, I mean, Sokka could probably... He could probably like hang glide on the glider for a little bit, but Saga, he is straight up flying right now. Yeah, maybe Aang is um, like controlling the wind around it for him. It would be nice of him to do that every once in a while, huh? Yeah. Just give give him a give him some time to fly. Give somebody else a turn. (laughs) He's been flying for all 12 or 112 years of his life. Let somebody else soar for once. Yeah. Um. They make big smiles at each other, and Aang turns his head to the right, and he sees Katara is also flying. Yep. But not on a glider. She is flying on Momo, who is now the size of Appa. Yeah, Momo is taking a a page out of Appa's book and just changing size whenever he feels like it. It doesn't really seem fair that Appa is allowed to do that, but Momo must always be small and consistent. Yeah, so he's getting his time as well. Everyone, they're all sharing. They're all sharing their powers. That's true. Yeah. Spread the wealth a little bit here in the intro to the episode. It's nice. You know, it's nice that everyone gets a little taste of what it's like on the other side. Yeah. So good for everyone. Uh, then they go to Aang's high school, but he forgot to finish the big book report. <laughs> and also he's not wearing any underwear. Yeah. And then Sokka's teeth fall out. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> It's really weird. It's a really weird intro to yeah. this episode. It's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, Katara's voice rings out and she says, we need you, Aang. And he replies, I need you, too. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's that kind of dream. Yeah. And then they smooch. <laughs> no, no. The piece of this scene is broken up as Aang sees a Huge storm cloud fast approaching before him. And Aang calls out to Katara and Sokka, but they are gone. Uh, But before him, there is a vision of his old teacher, Monk Gyatso. Yeah, he's just floating around in the sky like he does. He probably could just do that, though. Probably, yeah. If he was still alive, which we know he is 100% not. No, we've seen we've seen the body. Yeah, we've we've got proof. We've got receipts <laughs> on that old dead man. <laughs> um, he materializes directly in front of Aang and asks him, Aang, why did you disappear? And Aang says, I didn't mean to. And he reaches out to Gyatso, but he turns into dust and blows away in the wind. Oh, no. It's a pretty chill scene so far. huh? <laughs> yeah. Things are going OK. This is great. Aang's loving it. This is what I was hoping for. I hope I can have this every single night. (laughs) 
Uh, Aang and Appa fly into the storm cloud and Gyatso's voice rings out and he's also saying, we need you, Aang. In a, in a flash, Aang is struggling against a violent storm and Appa crashes into an ocean below them. And they are starting to sink into the water as a chorus of voices is now ringing out, just repeating, we need you, Aang. Mm-hmm. And then there's a violent flash of lightning, which for a split second, we can see the shadow of Fire Lord Ozai appearing. Spooky. It's very spooky. Uh, I would not be able to deal with all of these visions happening to me. All at once. It's a lot. It's weird. It's almost as if this isn't really happening. <laughs> I mean, you have already said it was a dream. Like, oh, shit. Like three times now. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Well, I spoiled the surprise. <laughs> uh, Aang wakes up in a panic, uh, which wakes everybody up. And Katara asks Aang if he wants to talk about his nightmare, but he does not. Reasonable. Understandably so. I wouldn't want to talk about any of that weird shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sokka's like, hey, you guys want to hear about my dream? And everyone says, no. No, not really. <laughs> Absolutely not. That sounds terrible <laughs> and probably perverted. <laughs> so we'll skip that one. Uh, the next morning, they're getting ready to go, and Aang remarks on the clear skies ahead in a non-foreshadowing kind of way. Yeah, look how nice it is. Nothing could go wrong. It's beautiful. This is the most beautiful day. And also, we haven't had a storm in a very long time and probably won't ever again. Yeah. Turns out all the bad weather is gone forever. That, yeah, that disappeared from this world. The uh, airbenders were in control of making bad weather. <laughs> the airbenders. As soon as they left. They control the weather. Mm-hmm. That's canonical. Um, No, but they are out of food, so they have to go make a pit stop somewhere. Which then we do ultimately learn actually what Sokka's dream was. He says that food was eating people. He does. Yep. Actually, now I'm more interested. I do kind of want to hear about this dream. I would I would be interested to hear a little bit more about what happened. There. <laughs> All right, Sokka, you've got my attention. <laughs> Go on. I'm hooked. All right, let's do this thing. <laughs> he does also. And if that is not enough to entice you, Brendan, he does also say that Momo could talk and was being very mean. I, I would believe that if Momo could talk, he would be mean to Sokka. <laughs> That's what I have written in my notes. I had said, I do believe that would happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like any time that Momo and Appa are like chattering at each other in animal languages, uh, Momo is probably saying just the absolute worst things about everybody else. Oh, yeah. I think it's very funny to think that they could understand each other, Momo and Appa. Despite well, being all animals, species. yeah, all animals in all cartoons can speak to each other, even if they're there's not speaking uh, in the same language. There's an episode of Pokemon where all the Pokemon get yes. separated from the trainers on like an island. It's a wonderful episode. It is a good episode. I always thought it was very funny, though, that they could all understand each other, even though all they say is their own name. That tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> it's all about body language, you know? Mm hmm. It's not what you say, it's the way you say it that people really latch on to. Yeah. It's not the words you said, it's the way it made them feel. <laughs> um, from here, we see Zuko is standing on the deck of his ship. And uh, it's really funny every time we like cut to Zuko, which it's been, a, I feel like it's been a little, little while. 
Um, but every time we cut to him or really kind of any ominous fire nation thing, we get the big fire nation theme song. The bang, bong, bang, bong. Yeah. They just got to remind you, these are bad guys. Like he's Darth Vader or something. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Uh, Iroh is with him and he takes in a deep breath and he says, hey, there's a storm coming, my boy. Mm-hmm. And Zuko's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It is beautiful today. <laughs> there, have you? Didn't you hear the Avatar in the last scene? He said it was nice and I believed him. Yeah. Again, it wasn't foreshadowing. He literally meant what he said. <laughs> And Iroh says, you're breaking the fourth wall, nephew. Please stop. <laughs> Iroh's like, yeah, please. Like, you gotta listen to me. We have to turn the ship around for the safety of the whole crew. Mm-hmm. And Zuko says, very quickly in response, the safety of the crew doesn't matter. <laughs> Fuck the crew. The crew can eat my whole ass, uncle. <laughs> and now they literally do a... He's right behind me, isn't he? Kind of bit. (laughs) (laughs) There's just some goon standing behind Zuko, but Zuko doesn't react in that way. He does not back down and gets right up in this guy's face. And he's like, I said what I said, bitch. Yeah. (laughs) Did I stutter? I'm sorry you heard it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry if you were offended by what I said. Sorry if it made you feel uncomfortable. (laughs) Uh, Zuko storms off and Iroh has to say to this guy like, oh no, he doesn't mean, he doesn't mean any of that. He's just worked up. It's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Which I do think it's funny that Iroh's, probably Iroh's main job on this ship is cleaning up Zuko's messes with the other members of the crew. (laughs) He's the PR person for Zuko. (laughs) Shit. Now, every time he opens his mouth, he's just... Zook, Iroh has to slap a hand to his own forehead like, oh, fuck. <laughs> ah, the, again. The damage control I'm going to have to do today. <laughs> going to have to send out so many press releases. <laughs> uh, Team Avatar reaches some kind of dockside market, which is fun because uh, Appa is pulled up at the docks like the other boats in this market. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Which looks really good, uh, but is also a question of scale, which I know as we've already talked about. Yeah. Even in this one episode, uh, he looks absolutely fucking massive in this. Yeah. I don't know. I just, (laughs) it's just, that's the way it is. That's all there is for it at this point. It's not going to change. I don't think. And do we want it to? Not really. It's kind of fun that he's (laughs) so inconsistent. He can be any size you need him to be, including the size of an entire sailboat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, there's some pushy shopkeeper here trying to get Katara to buy a watermelon, but she's like shaking it around and it's making a nasty swishing noise inside of it. Yeah, it's like splooshing around. Uh, which is a horrifying thought to pick up a watermelon in a supermarket and be like, oh, there's something, something swishy in there. This is entirely liquid on the inside. <laughs> I'm going to cut it. It's literally a watermelon, <laughs> just but just water, no melon. Uh, but the shopkeeper does say swishing means it's ripe. And Aang says, yeah, I think swishing means it's ripe. Yeah. Yeah. I think. What do you know, Katara? You don't grow watermelons. Where I'm from, all of our fruit swishes. (laughs) That's when it's ready to eat. 
Uh, but they don't have any money anyway, so they're just wasting this lady's time, and this lady kicks Sokka right in the butt. Yep. So, a funny scene, not necessary. <laughs> uh, they're in a bit of a financial predicament here, and Katara suggests something that, Brendan, you have said several weeks ago on this show, maybe Sokka should just get a fucking job. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember saying that, but it sounds you, like you something I would it. say. <laughs> you, you did say it. And I, 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 it struck me in the moment where Katara says this. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what? Brendan was right. Sokka <laughs> should get a fucking job. Yeah, it's hard to hold down a job, though, when you're traveling to the North Pole. You know, there's temp jobs. It's, you know, work a day, work an afternoon. Yeah, they could all out. they could all stand to do a couple of side quests on the way. They've all got their unique set of skills. Yeah. So what would Aang's job be? If Aang was going to have a job, what would he do? Uh, he would do uh, lawn maintenance. He would he would clean up all the leaves. Oh, just kind of by just, pushing it. Just blow them away, yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. And then what's what would Katara do? Uh, I don't know. She's good at convincing people. She's got a good motivational yeah. speech kind <laughs> of thing. So. She could run for public office. Just be mayor for one day, get the paycheck, and then they got to fly on <laughs> to the next bounce, town. Yeah. Where she becomes the mayor of the next town. Mm-hmm. She just empties the treasuries along the way. That's right. Yeah. I'll give the town's coffers are mine. <laughs> she just embezzles from every town. <laughs> She's a criminal in the entire Earth Kingdom. <laughs> she becomes the most wanted person in the world. Yeah, but she's rich. So it would make her invincible. Yeah. What are you going to do? I have all your money. I know. You can't afford to sue me. I've bought <laughs> your lawyers. They're my lawyers now. Uh, luckily, a job falls right into Sokka's lap. Uh, there's an old couple having an argument, and uh, the old fisherman wants to go out and catch some fish, but his wife feels a storm coming. Yep. <laughs> again, this is... Uh, we're doing it again. <laughs> The old people can feel the storms coming, Brendan. Don't you yeah, know this? Yep. Yeah, well, uh, Iroh smells it. This lady feels it in her joints. They've got, yeah, a sense a sense about them. That is a real thing that actual old people say. And I'm like, you know what? So the, the, the local weatherman can do as good a job as you can. I don't, I don't need your old joints to tell me when it's going to rain. Yeah, well, you can, like, smell when, uh, when it's about to rain. People say that, and it's got to be a thing, but I don't smell, I don't, like, know that sensation, oh, really? I feel like. I can, yeah. I can smell if it's about to, like, storm or something. I don't think I can. I can only, the only thing I can do is, like, look at, like, an overcast sky. Yeah. Not necessarily, like, big, like, rain clouds where it's obvious, but, like, where we live, you can kind of look up, and if the sky is a certain kind of gray in the wintertime, mm. you're like, yeah, it's going to snow today. It is definitely going to snow today. Yeah. No, like, even on a clear day, sometimes I'll be able to tell, like, it will rain at some point today. Maybe not a lot, but it's coming. Hey, Brendan, mm-hmm. I I kind of think you're full of shit. I'm not. You can smell it. I think the smell is ozone, is what people say. I... Now I really think that you're full of shit. I'm not. I mean, I believe that you believe that that's a thing, but I don't think that I think you're mistaken. I think you're mistaken. (laughs) Got to recap at gmail.com if you think Brendan is full of shit. I don't know how to prove it to you unless we hang out every day (laughs) until it storms. Well, I'm not going to agree to that. (laughs) 
My joints say there's going to be a storm. A bad one. Well, it's your joints against my brain. Then I hope your brain can find someone else to haul that fish, because I ain't coming. Then I'll find a new fish hauler and pay him double what you get. How you like that? I'll go. You're hired. What? You said get a job. And he's paying double. Double? Who told you that nonsense? Which maybe you could just offer to pay her double to go. All right. All right. I'll go. <laughs> Although, you know, they're an old married couple. What's theirs is theirs anyway. So That's true. Is he even paying her? Unlikely. Yeah, they probably share in the profits. Yeah. So maybe getting a young, able-bodied lad like Sokka on the boat might, uh, yeah, put a little couple extra pennies in her pocket if he can pull a little more weight than she usually does. I think it would just cut into both of their profits. That's true, because now you got to give Sokka because now they're a paying they're they're paying somebody when they weren't before, so now they both lose money on it. It's no wonder that you and me are not successful businessmen with the kind <laughs> of the level of conversation we're having right now. I think they would lose money hiring out. I, I, I think you're probably right, but I'm no economist. Mm -mm. Uh, Sokka jumps at this opportunity and Aang and Katara kind of shrug at him. And he's like, hey, this guy's paying double to which the old man says, double? Who told you that nonsense? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear anything about that. What? Nope. Nobody said that. I'm not paying you at all. <laughs> and ultimately, he kind of does not pay him no, at all. I'll pay you in fish. <laughs> I mean, not a bad payment for this team who has no food and no money. Considering so. the reason they need money is to get food. It's it's all going to the same place being, anyway. Being paid in food just cuts out a step. Yeah. Give me what I need so I don't have to yeah, yeah. go out and, and do the work. Uh, it's a reasonable ask. Uh, I love this old arguing couple. They're, they're good. Yeah, they're pretty funny. I feel like we need more local yokels on this show. We go to like a lot of towns, but we don't get like the common townsfolk and like their shenanigans. I want more of that. Yeah. What's like an average day for an average person in the, the world of Avatar? There's like no benders around kind of doing crazy shit, which that's actually something that I did notice is there aren't a lot of benders in the world. Uh, Not really. And like the ones that do exist are usually like in the military for whatever country yeah. they represent well there's you know a big war though the world is defined by the big war that's been going on for a hundred years yeah are they all being like conscripted or something like if they find out you're a bender you have to serve possibly hmm i would believe it yeah i don't know S sounds terrible the common folk of this world yeah not a lot of bending going on um back aboard zuko's ship uh, some storm clouds have started to roll in and the crew is out on the deck of the ship and the same guy from earlier mocks Zuko for not listening to his uncle about the storm. Mm -hmm. Zuko points a finger right in this guy's chest and he tells his lieutenant, you better learn some respect or I will teach it to you. Yeah, fucking get him, kid. Take control of your ship here, Zuko. Your <laughs> men are turning against you yeah they're gonna mutiny throw your ass overboard <laughs> we don't even care about this avatar we're going home yeah that, that's again it, it comes back to the thing of like why are these people here who are they yeah how, how did they get this job yeah i, I mean know. maybe maybe they're also being punished like all right well you all suck so you're going with my fucking useless son 
That's true. They're the Fire Nation rejects. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, we got to have some kind of job for them. Oh, I know the perfect place. Mm-hmm. Um, he Zuko starts to walk away from this guy, but the lieutenant says, what do you know about respect? And from behind him, we can see Iroh clenching his teeth and like running his hand over his throat. Like, don't do this right now. <laughs> Nope, that's oh, the wrong God. thing to say. Uh-oh, we're all in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have gone there, my dude. Uh, he tells Zuko that the crew and even his own uncle, they get they get no respect. Don't no respect, respect at all. all. <laughs> even. <laughs> I tell you, it's tough being on this crew. <laughs> How many times is Rodney Dangerfield going to come up? Twice now. Twice now. (laughs) Won't be the last time either. I'm sure. It's replaced the Assassin's Creed joke. I'll think of another one for next week. I will really try to do that. All right. I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) The uh, lieutenant calls Zuko selfish and says, uh, what should I expect from a spoiled prince? Ooh. This is the breaking point as Zuko swings around and raises his hands up for a duel. And the lieutenant does the same as Iroh tries to pour some water on this situation. Uh, but their outstretched arms collide and Zuko's hand is smoking like he's so red hot about this. Yeah, you can hear like a sizzling when they've touched, like when their arms cross. Like it's a fucking fajita. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's actually really good, though. Like Zuko is so fired up about this. He's like literally steaming. It's very good. <laughs> Uh, Iroh pulls them apart and he's like, hey, everyone, chill out. Let's have some noodles and forget that this ever happened. <laughs> yeah, everyone will feel better after some noodles. He's probably right. He has like this sly look like he's like, oh, I'm, I'm so ready for some fucking noodles. <laughs> really just trying to get those noodles that I've been after all goddamn day. I could care less about this fight. Whatever gets me closer to noodle time. <laughs> he saw an opportunity. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, take, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, Brendan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I've heard that. So, here's Iroh out here trying to get his, um, they separate from each other and Zuko pulls away as Iroh puts his hand on his shoulder and he says, Zuko says to him, I don't need your help keeping order on my ship, which as we've already pointed out in this ship, uh, or in this episode, uh, yeah, Zuko, you fucking do need Iroh's help. Yeah, he really does. He's doing a very bad job. Everyone hates your ass, and <laughs> you are not doing yourself any favors. Yep. Without Iroh, you would not even be, yeah, you would have been overboard by now. Yeah, long ago, I'm sure. Um, Sokka is helping load the fisherman's ship as the clouds are starting to roll in. Aang tries to get Sokka not to go, and the old woman says, uh, yeah, listen to the kid with tattoos, to which the old man says, tattoos? And then realizes, oh, this is the Avatar. Mm-hmm. Katara cheerfully says, that's right. And the old man snaps back her and says, don't be so smiley about it. Yeah, what's this guy got against the Avatar? It is kind of fun, because I feel like this is the first like person in the world where it's like, oh, by the way, this is the Avatar. And the guy goes, yeah, fuck the Avatar. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't like the Avatar. What has the Avatar ever done for me? Everyone else is like, oh, great. This guy, he's yeah. against him. Yeah, which is good. It's good to see that kind of thing. Some people, yeah. some people just don't like him. 
Avatar is not infallible. Mm -hmm. No, we've seen that. <laughs> no, far this Avatar, far from it. Um, he accuses Aang of turning his back on the world for a hundred years. And Katara jumps in to defend him and Aang kind of hides behind her as the old man is just berating him. Um, and she turns to Aang, but he can't say anything and takes his glider out and just flies away from the situation. Aw, he's all upset now. Oh, you really hurt my feelings, old man. <laughs> uh, the old man heckles him some more and Katara says, you're a horrible old man. Yeah, get him, drag him drag his ass although he would agree he'd probably be like yeah i'm right but he's worse <laughs> katara gets on appa's back to go and follow ang uh the rain is coming down hard now and katara and appa fly until she spots ang in a cave uh they land and ang apologizes for running away katara says uh, oh that old man was out of line and ang says no he wasn't uh, no he was right no, fuck, fuck me for sure. <laughs> um, Katara asks Aang if he wants to talk about it, and he says, it's kind of a long story. But here I am saying like, hey, Aang, we've got time. Yeah, what are you, you got something busy? You got something pressing you got to go to? <laughs> this is all I'm here is to hear that long story of yours. So please do go on. And then it's not, we find out it's not even really that long of a story. I mean, it's, it's. A long enough story to fit into half of a 22-minute episode of TV. Well, I would say even, like, less than that. Like, less than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a couple minutes. Yeah. Uh, but, Brendan, I mean, hey, it's time for you to learn some shit that mm -hmm. you might not have known entirely. So uh, I'm happy that we're at this moment. Yeah. Uh, but also with this moment, I have uh, an important thing to say. We're now entering the phase of the recap where I think what's going to happen here is I'm going to be doing a lot of reading. Mm -hmm. And there will be probably little commentary for either of us to interject with. So I I hope everyone likes it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be good if you're into story stuff yep. that you could just get from watching the episode. Then this is... This is where you need to be. Yeah, I've got a, a handful of things like mental notes about this story. There's stuff in here, huh? Yeah, a couple things. And please, as I'm going along here, Brendan, feel free to just like steamroll right over me if I'm going too fast. Because I like I said, I got a lot of notes and I mm -hmm. got to get through them. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, jump, jump all over me. I'm 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 not going to be upset about it. <laughs> Uh, Katara starts a fire, and now it is story time. And Aang says, I'll never forget the day the monks told me I was the Avatar. Uh, and we enter into a flashback of Aang's childhood in the Southern Air Temple. Mm -hmm. You can tell because it's kind of sepia-toned. They love using that sepia-tone on the <laughs> yeah. show, huh? Yep. Either for uh, budding romances or... Anguished memories. <laughs> hey, what's the difference? <laughs> I mean, they both kind of lead to the same place, huh? <laughs> For being honest with ourselves. Uh, Aang is here in the air temple and he's teaching some of his friends how to do the air scooter. Yeah, which apparently he invented. Yeah, he came up with it, confirmed that he came up with it himself. <clears throat> which is pretty cool. 
This kid's pretty smart. He's a pretty good airbender, but that's mm-hmm. all he is, huh? Yep, yep. Just an airbender. Just a regular old airbender that all of his friends can get along with just because he's only an airbender. Most of his friends don't have tattoos, I noticed. Mm. What's that about? What's going on with that? Mm. Anyway, uh, <laughs> lots of children here, yes, wearing the same clothes uh, as Aang and do have shave bald heads. But yes, Brendan, in my notes, I also, it's important to note, mm-hmm. Aang's the only one who's got an arrow. But I won't say anything else about that. I vaguely remember something about Korra and the tattoos, but I don't know enough about it to go any further than that. I just know it's like some sort of symbol, like status symbol or something. I actually don't even know if this is a spoiler. I'm just going to say it. Uh, You get your tattoos when you are considered an airbending master. Okay. Um, So Aang is, you know presumably the same age as all these other children mm-hmm. but he has earned the title of airbending master yeah probably because his latent ability gives him a, an extra leg up mm-hmm. um i don't know why i was being so cagey about that it really doesn't matter <laughs> uh there's lots of laughs and smiles from the other airbending children as they learn the air scooter but it's broken up as Gyatso and the other monks summon Aang. Mm-hmm. And in the next scene, he is kneeling before the five monks and asks them, how do you know it's me? Um, one of the monks who is voiced by the incomparable James Hong, mm-hmm. who is fantastic, just in uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Still haven't seen it. It's a fine film. Maybe I'll do that today. You've got the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I assume. I don't know what you're up to. Yeah, I got nothing going on. <laughs> Other than talking to me right now. Yep. That was it. That's that's the whole day. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll try to finish that up so you can watch a fine film. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that they've known for a long time that Aang was the Avatar and presents him with four small toys. Mm-hmm. There's a little turtle and some sort of monkey thing. And then a little flying propeller thingy, which looks pretty fun. Yeah. And then also like a little monkey drum kind of toy. Mm-hmm. And he says that Aang chose them from among thousands of toys because they are the Avatar relics, which belong to avatars in the past. Yeah, this is a, a real thing in I don't know which religion, though. Um, were there? Uh, fuck. I wish I knew more about it. I should have looked it up. Um, but this is something like a test that's actually done. Like yes. in our world to find out who the next something is. Is it the it's it's not the Dalai Lama. Is it at the risk of yeah, both of us being uh already admittedly not knowledgeable not, enough on this not subject. Well versed. I think it is like a Tibetan Buddhism Dalai Lama kind of thing. Yeah. Um and I I'm just to further solidify how little I know what I'm talking about, I learned about this from King of the Hill. Okay, no, no, you know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> you might a, be the most knowledgeable person on the planet. <laughs> There's an episode where where they have Bobby taking the test and they think that he's uh, the Dalai Lama because he keeps picking the right toys. Oh, that's so good. I don't think I've seen that episode, but I think I already know I would love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've always thought about Aang and Bobby Hill in kind of the same vein. 
They share the same like mind space for me. Like I equate them <laughs> as equals. That's my kite. I don't know you. <laughs> that avatar ain't right. <laughs> These items belong to avatars past. Your own past lives. I just chose them because they seem fun. You chose them because they were familiar. Normally, we would have told you of your identity when you turned 16. But there are troubling signs. Storm clouds are gathering. I fear that war may be upon us, young Avatar. We need you, Aang. It's a lot of pressure to put on a young boy. Yeah, on day one of him finding out that he's the Avatar. Yeah. Immediately launching into it like, and by the way, you've got to fix everything. <laughs> Good luck. But it's going to be fine. <laughs> um, Yeah, even like the lead monk is referring to Aang as young Avatar now, which like this cannot be the first time that these two have ever spoken before. No. But Aang is like, all right, let's let's thrust you straight into this role. You are no longer Aang to me. You are Avatar. It's brutal. So it's, it's a big change. And he's very young for it. Yeah, that is a lot to put on this little boy's shoulders who is literally just playing with all of his simpleton friends. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, there's no more time for that, Aang. You have to be literally the world's savior. Yeah, it's time to put away childish things. <laughs> be a man. Save my life. <laughs> uh, it cuts to Zuko's ship in the pouring rain, and we are below deck with the lieutenant and some other crew members who are sharing some beverages, mm -hmm. perhaps adult libations, who can say? <laughs> who can say? They won't. <laughs> no, no, no. They'll never tell us. Um, the lieutenant is just going off on Zuko and says, who does he think he is? And from off screen, Iroh's voice rings out and he says, do you really want to know? Ooh. <laughs> Got caught. And they all go, oh, fuck. Ah, damn it. Who said that? <laughs> Jesus Christ, scared the shit out of me. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, at ease, soldiers, Iroh just wants to chat with everyone. Mm -hmm. He sits down and strokes his long beard and describes his nephew as a complicated young man. Uh, yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> that much is evident. Um, and now we're getting another flashback story. But this story is probably the real backstory that we've been looking for since the show started. Yeah, yep. This this is something that I've been wondering about. Because, like, I mean, the Aang stuff we get in this episode is good. But, like, we you can draw those lines far before this episode ever started. Yeah, that was kind of painted uh, way back in, like, the third episode. Right, exactly. This is just, like, really solidifying it for him, like... Like, okay, you probably thought this is what happened, but we're going to confirm for you. Right. We'll we'll spell it out to those who might not have caught on. <laughs> who haven't picked up yet. Yeah. <laughs> but no, the Zuko stuff is new. Yeah. The Zuko stuff is like, hey, we know there's traumatic shit and you're going to learn now. <laughs> um. So here we are in a flashback and we're taken to a scene in a an ornate Fire Nation building and walking towards us is Zuko. Seemingly not much younger than he is now. I don't think this flashback takes place 
I don't I can't recall exactly how long Zuko has been banished, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's been that long. No, it doesn't seem like it. Um, his voice sounds a little different, like they did try to make him sound a bit younger. But even then, it's not that much. Maybe like a like a year. Yeah, two, two at years. most a couple years. Yeah. yeah, not so long ago. Um, but what's striking is that we are looking at Zuko. It is Zuko, uh, but he has more hair atop his little head and has no burn scar over his eye. Yep. So this is Zuko Prime. <laughs> Zuko as he formerly was, pre-scar. Uh, and all we really know about the scar is that he got it, quote, the last time he dueled a master is what uh, Iroh had said to him in episode three. Yeah. But what is but what does that mean? What does that mean? Who was the master? Why was he dueling him? <laughs> uh, Zuko tries to walk past a curtain, but is blocked by two guards and uh, his uncle Iroh appears and Zuko complains about not getting let into the war chamber. Mm-hmm. And Iroh's like, ah, it's boring anyway. You'd hate this meeting. You don't want it's any of this kids. shit. No, no, this is all lame. You should go like play Jack and Daxter or <laughs> watch episodes of Degrassi or whatever it is teens are doing in 2005. Like, go do that instead. I think they might be doing war crimes in there. Uh, you're better off out here. You don't want to hear this. Yeah, <laughs> totally corruptible conversations going on in there. <laughs> You're not ready. Um, but Zuko says, hey, I'm going to be the Fire Lord someday, so I got to get in there and kind of learn what this is all about. Which is a fair point, yeah. You can't shield him from this forever if he is to lead. Mm-hmm. So today's the day. Iroh agrees, but he's like, please just be quiet or my ass is grass. <laughs> uh, but in they go to the war chamber, uh, which is a very large room with a giant table covered with a map of the Earth Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, sitting around it is the Fire Lord's War Council, just a bunch of stuffy old firebender generals. Uh, and on the opposite end of the room is an elevated platform that is completely enveloped in flames. Yeah. It's a little overkill, huh? I mean, they they have a flair for the theatric. This is true. In the Fire Nation, they just like really love making a scene. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's like a kind of fake it till you make it. Kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. Um, also, if it's enveloped in flames, like is somebody constantly firebending to keep this thing going? <laughs> Could be. I don't know. Um, on this elevated platform, there's a large throne in which Fire Lord Ozai himself is sitting in the throne, but he is obscured from us. Mm hmm. So very clearly on this show, they are trying to do a thing where they're not showing us what Fire Lord Ozai looks like. Yep. It's <laughs> never mind. Never mind. I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> uh, the meeting begins. Uh, one man says that their plan is to attack the Earth Kingdom's strongest battalion with a specific Fire Nation division. Mm-hmm. To which another man says that division is all new recruits. How do you expect them to survive? And the first man coldly says, I don't. Yeah, Operation Human Shield. <laughs> meat, meat shield engage. <laughs> uh, yeah, he wants to literally use them as a distraction. Uh, and he's going to sacrifice the division to which he refers to them as fresh meat. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, young Zuko can't believe his ears and leaps up and says, how could you do this to people who love our nation? Yeah, kind of surprising from Zuko. I mean, in some ways, yes. In some ways, not. He's very clearly like bought into like Fire Nation propaganda about mm-hmm. like we're we're the best. Everybody loves the Fire Nation. Fight for honor and for country. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he would feel bad about them so coldly talking about like people who presumably also love their country. He's like, well, yeah, let's let's we're all in this together. You can't just throw them away. Yeah. I just mean, I think it's I because he's like such a fucking it's even in this episode. He's like, I don't f- fucking care about the crew. Like this he's is like true. this cold, unfeeling only cares about reclaiming his status. Uh, so to see him like show genuine care for others, even if it's like uh, f- maybe for a bad reason or right. misguided, uh, it's it's weird to see him like showing some kind of empathy. That is a good point. And perhaps this was like the catalyst for like his change in attitude yeah, towards this is, things like this that. This is what made him jaded. I tried to stand up for people and look where that got me. Mm-hmm. So now it's all about number one, baby. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, he calls this general out and the whole room stares at him in stunned silence. He fucking blew it. Yeah, he had one job. And you couldn't even do that. <laughs> God damn it, Zuko. <laughs> Iroh's like, fuck, I'm in so much trouble for this shit. <laughs> uh, he admits that Zuko was right in what he said, but it was not his place to speak out in this meeting. Mm-hmm. And there will be consequences. Uh, back to Aang and Katara. Katara wonders why Aang wasn't excited to learn that he was the Avatar. And Aang describes kind of how much his life changed from that moment. Yeah. Um, there's another flashback where his friends have all now learned the air scooter and have even developed some kind of game with it. Yeah, it sounds cool. It does sound fun. I feel like we don't really get to observe it for enough we, amount of time. We don't. I would like to see it played at some point, although Aang is the last airbender, so it's a, it would be a one-sided game. It's probably not happening at this point, yeah. Plus, they wouldn't even let him play, so he doesn't even really know how the game works. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we don't need to see that. <laughs> um, yeah, Aang does want to play, but they kind of dissolve their air scooters and say that the only fair way for this game to happen is if Aang can't play since he's the Avatar, and that would be unfair to everybody else. Yeah, but although he's also the only one of them who is an airbending master already, and they were kind of all right with it at that point. Exactly. Like, now that there's an extra title, that changes everything. Yeah, no, he's still as good as he was. It's almost like it's... I would consider this to be a reverse Rudolph. Yeah, I was actually just thinking... (laughs) I was, like, trying to work Aang's name into the Rudolph song. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we've got time if you want to kind of no no that. no it's okay <laughs> all right uh we don't have to do that now but you know what you've done for me brendan is you've developed a great episode intro oh hell uh, yeah option. yep so perhaps i'll find a way <laughs> it won't be good i promise you that i look forward to it <laughs> you shouldn't nobody should <laughs> although maybe you've already heard it by now people listening to this episode and i just want to say i'm sorry yeah <laughs> um Aang hangs his head and walks away. And then they say, all right, who wants Jinju on their team? 
<laughs> we we kind of like pan over this fucking doofus looking guy. The dirtiest fucking kid you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> if, if Pigpen was an airbender. <laughs> he does like a banjo kazooie kind of like. Oh. <laughs> uh, so this actually got me thinking, why don't they just put Aang on whatever team he ends up on? Yeah, that would kind of balance, that out balance the it out. Field. Yeah. Yeah. The power of the Avatar subtracted with the fucking ineptitude of Jinju. <laughs> the village idiot. They're so against playing with their friend Aang, who they love. Mm-hmm. They're so against playing with him because he's the Avatar, but they they would rather play with Jinju, who looks like no fun for anyone. <laughs> I don't know. Their priorities, these kids, they got to figure it out. Kids are mean. Kids are mean, but at least Jinju finally has a spot on the field. <laughs> it's Jinju's time he, to shine. Let's see what Jinju can really do. <laughs> I knew this day would come, Jinju says. He's the best player of all of them. Like, we never knew. I'll be the hero of this town. All it took was us shunning our friend of many years. But Jinju, you're the new Aang to us. <laughs> they just start calling him Aang. They just they give him a tattoo, even though he's like a shitty airbender. They draw it on with markers or something. <laughs> you're the avatar now, dog. Um, Aang instead goes inside to play a game of pie show with Gyatso. Uh, and Gyatso airbends Aang's shirt over his head and then switches some tiles around on the pie show board and they share a good laugh over it. He's, yeah. Again, Gyatso, such a little prankster. Yeah, this guy. I like him. Is pie show the game that they were playing, oh, that Uncle Iroh was playing? Where he lost his tile. Where he lost the lotus tile, yeah. The crux of them being involved in that uh, week's events. <laughs> that episode. That's the same game, right? Same game. That's correct. Okay. Um, If only Gyatso were still around so we could see who is truly the pie show master between him and Iroh. That would be very fun. I would actually watch an episode that was like that. That just them playing like fucking like a Yu-Gi-Oh kind of thing where everyone's just like mm-hmm. standing around watching them play pie show and describing <laughs> why their moves are good moves. Okay, uh, you know what? I'm really into this idea. <laughs> oh my god, Iroh just played a, a lotus tile on the, the B-square. Everyone goes, damn! And, and then Sokka's like, I don't know what that means, why is that good? And then Aang's like, oh my god, it's good because fucking... <laughs> it, it makes him win, or whatever, I don't know. I haven't thought this far ahead. It's time to pie show. <laughs> um... Into the room barges that grumpy monk from earlier who yells at them for playing instead of training. Uh, but Gyatso asserts some authority here and he's like, hey, as long as I'm his guardian, I'll decide when he trains and when he gets his butt kicked at Pai Show." <laughs> Gyatso doing his best to like help Aang feel normal. Yeah, help him like transition into the role. You can't just throw them all in all at once. No, which everybody else has done, but mm-hmm. like this is a human being after all. Yeah. Gyatso seems to be the only person who recognizes <laughs> who recognizes that. that this is a child. You can't just do this to him. No, no. Give him a little bit of time. Uh to which the grumpy monk lets out a big harumph and storms out of the room. Mm-hmm. Uh it cuts back to Iroh, who continues his story, and he says that the Fire Lord was furious at Zuko's disrespect of the general. And the only way to resolve this 
was with an Agni Kai, <laughs> the fire duel. I've heard of that. We've seen one of those before. Yeah. Zuko also involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the last time Zuko uh, dueled a master, is, is what we're about to figure out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zuko assumed that he would be fighting the general, but Iroh says that by speaking out in the Fire Lord's war room, he had disrespected the Fire Lord himself. Yep. Because he disrespected his lieutenants. You fuck with my boys, you fuck with me. <laughs> He's ride or die kind of Fire Lord. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dad. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> uh, we see Zuko in an arena surrounded by a crowd. Uh, and he looks at his opponent on the other side of the arena and is completely stunned to learn that, in fact, he is going to have to fight an Agni Kai against his own father. Mm -hmm. Pretty fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. But back to the air temple. Now we go. Uh, Gyatso and the other monk are having a meeting with the lead monk. And Gyatso says, yeah, I just want Aang to have, like, as much of a normal life as possible. Uh, but the grumpy monk says Aang must train. He is the Avatar now. There's no time for tomfoolery. Yeah. Which sucks. That's sad. Yeah. There's always time for tomfoolery. Look, yeah. we just learned, like, five weeks ago that there's some epic, world-changing, like, desperate events, again, like you said, with a deadline, and we've had nothing but tomfoolery since then. Mm-hmm. So there's time. There's always time, yeah. You could squeeze it in. That's what schedules are for. <laughs> um, Gyatso says he wants what's best for Aang, uh, but the lead monk says what we need is what's best for the world. Mm -hmm. And he comes to the decision that Aang is to be sent away to a different air temple. Uh, Gyatso lowers his head. But the camera zooms up to a hole in the ceiling where we can see Aang is eavesdropping on this entire conversation. Yeah, like through a bunch of vines or some shit. Yeah, looking down through a hole and he goes, oh, what? Oh, they're talking about me in there. <laughs> what did you guys say down there? <laughs> and can you a little speak louder, up? please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we said you're going away. OK, thank you. Oh, shit, I don't like that. Oh, that kind of sucks, actually, but thank you for repeating yourself. <laughs> um, Katara is trying to comfort Aang as he's telling this story, but he loses his temper and says, they wanted to take away everything I knew and everyone I loved. Mm -hmm. And a gust of wind starts to swirl around him and his arrows start to glow, but he kicks up uh, some fire and Katara kind of yells at this, uh, which calms him down and he... he kind of catches his cool here yeah uh, yeah uh he's very upset which is yes. fair these a tough are, memory these are tough yeah exactly yep hard to confront these things i think he hasn't really had to do this yet and now it's and, all coming and out it's all flooding out now to him there was no time between the events of what he's describing and him waking up in the yeah. iceberg this is only for as far as like his memory goes this was only a couple weeks ago yeah, maybe like a month. Yeah. So uh, time flies when you're having fun. Huh? <laughs> when you're frozen in an iceberg. <laughs> uh, Aang describes what did happen next. Uh, he's sitting in his room looking out at his friends playing on their air scooters. 
and uh, he's so sad that he's been betrayed by his friends and also his guardians. Um, later that night, Gyatso knocks at his door with an apparent plan, and he says, I'm not going to let them take you away from me. Mm-hmm. Oh. Fuck, I would love to have seen how that story played out. Yeah. <laughs> what would Gyatso, the world's greatest airbender, have done in that situation? Yeah, would it have been like a grand daring escape? Would they have like left the temple? busts him out of there, has to fight against all the other monks at once. That would have been really cool. (laughs) That would have been sick as hell. Uh, But that does not happen. The door swings open and Gyatso walks into Aang's room, but Aang is not there. Uh, And there's a note on his bed, which Gyatso reads and gasps as he looks to the open window at a raging storm outside. And Aang says in the story, I never saw Gyatso again. Mm -hmm. Not alive anyway. No, I did see him that one other time, yeah. but he didn't see me. But I wish I hadn't. <laughs> Would have been nice to never see Gyatso <laughs> again, but here we are, huh? His desecrated corpse. Hurt. Too late for that shit. <laughs> uh, this is when everything happened. We see Aang on Appa's back fighting against the storm. Uh, they plunge into the water, and as they're starting to drown... Aang enters the Avatar state and slams his fist together and creates a big ball of ice around himself and Appa. Yep. We've seen that before. We've seen this kind of trick from Aang. He says, the next thing I knew I was waking up in your arms as we see Katara holding Aang just as she did in episode one. Mm -hmm. So this is the end of Aang's origin story. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess you could call it that. Ang Ang beginnings. <laughs> uh, and he says what happened next. You know, the Fire Nation attacked his people, but he wasn't there. And he's upset that he turned his back on them and the entire world. And Katara says, hey, if you had been there when all of this went down, you probably would have died just like everybody else. Yeah. Which is maybe true. Yeah. Uh, it, it's impossible to know, but. Exactly. If she's got a point, though, he might have just died. How much of a difference is one uh, airbending master going to make when literally everybody else died? They had the world's greatest airbender, and even that was not enough. Mm -hmm. Although, you know, we've spent a lot of time calling Gyatso the world's greatest airbender. Maybe Aang's just saying that because he loved him so much. That's possible, too, yeah. Um, Also, though, if, if Gyatso's plan was to, like, leave the temple... It's possible that he they wouldn't have been there when the they fire could have, they would attacked. have already been gone and they would have been just on the run the whole time. Yeah, yeah, which would have been still very sad for everyone else in the temple to die. But Ang might have made it out. Ang and Gatso, and then they go on wacky adventures, and then we don't even need Katara and Sokka. We just have Ang and Gyatso out on the road. Yeah, Katara and Sokka wouldn't be around until like the next Avatar. Well, we might have been better off for it, mm-hmm. but we'll never know. Although, actually, the implications of that are pretty fucking huge, too, because if it was the next Avatar, it would be a firebending Avatar, and this meteor thing would still be happening. And then he'd be super powerful, but maybe fighting on the side of the Fire Nation? Possibly, yeah. And then what do you do? But not really much you can do at that point. No. Yeah, so the implications of that are pretty big. Uh, but that's not what happened, so it doesn't matter. We don't have to think about it. <laughs> I know, but I do like these parallel universes that we have now created. <laughs> there should be like a what if story in the avatar 
universe. Like, well, yeah. what if this had happened? That might be kind of cool. Uh, we'll write it out ourselves. Um, Aang is not so sure that they would have all died if he was still there. But Katara says, uh, you know, it was meant to be this way because the world needs you right now. Mm-hmm. And you're in the world. The Avatar is returned to the world, and that is giving the world hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he smiles and seems to feel a little bit better about everything after that. Yeah, Katara always knows just what to say. Yeah, she gets straight to him and warms his little Avatar heart. <laughs> Katara for mayor. <laughs> of every town. <laughs> mayor of the world. Mayor Katara, yes. Mayor, mayor of Earth. They're on Earth, right? I, I don't think they've ever said the name of the planet, but they do say <laughs> Earth bending. Avatar world. <laughs> That's what they call it, yeah. Planet Avatar. Here in, here in Avatar world. <laughs> that sounds more like a theme park. <laughs> what on Avatar world? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. On God's green Avatar world? <laughs> also, God is a thing. Yeah, God's a thing, too. We've established it. <laughs> There's a lot of similarities between Avatar World and <laughs> the, us. The Christian God. <laughs> and then Christian. Hmm. Okay. There's things to think about here. Lots to think about, huh? Um, no, we don't have time for that, Brendan. Uh, Iroh has to finish up his story. When Prince Zuko saw that it was his father who had come to duel him, he begged for mercy. Please, Father, I only had the Fire Nation's best interest at heart. I'm sorry I spoke out of turn. You will fight for your honor. I meant you no disrespect. I am your loyal son. Rise and fight, Prince Zuko. I won't fight you. You will learn respect, and suffering will be your teacher. I looked away. So, a few things to go over. Here. Yeah. Uh, it's the first time we've heard the Fire Lord speak on this show. Yeah. Did you recognize the voice, Brendan? I did not. Uh, if I told you who it was, you might reply to me, that's not true. That's impossible. <laughs> oh, no. Is it Mark Hamill? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Mark Hamill is the voice of Fire Lord o- Ozai. Oh, wow. That's kind of fun, right? Yeah. You don't realize like how many things Mark Hamill has done until like you go to his IMDb and you go, oh, he's been in like every show. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's uh, he's fucking in everything. Best Joker question mark. Yes. I think I agree. Yeah, no, 100 percent. We don't even need to have the discussion. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. That is that goes such a long way. The versatile laugh. He's very good at like conveying different emotions through just the laugh. So then here's the question. Best version of the Mark Hamill Joker? I think probably the, what's the, is it the new Adventures of Batman? Is that the name of that show? Mm, that sounds right. I think that one. Um, Arkham games are pretty good, though. He is pretty good in the Arkham games, yeah. Um, I also really liked when they tried to act like he wasn't going to be in the Arkham games because the Joker had died in the previous game. No, 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 no. He's there. Don't but, everyone, but everyone was like, fuck you. No, no, you're not getting rid of him. <laughs> No, he's actually here more than he ever has been before. <laughs> now he's literally haunting Batman. Never he is become up. Batman. <laughs> Batman becomes the Joker, basically. Spoilers? I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, no, I think he's really good. Was he the Joker in The Killing Joke? 
I think so. Yeah, I think so. I imagine so. I think he was kind of like the default Joker for a very long time. Yeah, for sure. Again, nobody has ever done it better than that guy. No, nope. Nobody's ever, hardly any people have ever done it better, uh, Batman, than Kevin Conroy as well. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Kevin Conroy. A real one. A real one. The real one. The real one. <laughs> uh, so as this scene is going on, uh, Iroh turns his head as Ozai delivers the final blow in that duel. Um, and behind him... There's like some Fire Nation generals with scowls on their faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Iroh's right is then Captain Zhao, who is smiling. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen Zhao in some time, but he was he witnessed this event. Yep. Is um, is Zhao the one who was on the boat in the Winter Solstice or is he the one uh, that was on the slave ship? He was the one in the Winter Solstice okay, and the one so. who he had fought, Zuko had fought against in the Agni Kai in episode yes. three. Okay. Um, so naturally, uh, Zuko being horribly scarred is something that Zhao is going to love and he mm. is smiling. Yeah. Um, just makes sense. Uh, to Iroh's left is a teenaged girl who looks kind of like Zuko. Mm-hmm. Uh, who has an evil, more devilish smile and is holding up like a raised fist like, yes. Yeah, get him. Fucking get his ass. <laughs> hmm, hmm, interesting stuff, huh, Brendan? I wonder what this is all about. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think I know who this character is. Not by name, but like her know. position in the no, sh- You don't know. You don't know shit. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I do. <laughs> Forget I even brought it up. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Not a major player in the rest of the events. Of oh, Avatar I'm sure. Last Airbender. <laughs> we'll never see her again. I just felt like bringing her up in this little recap. <laughs> just a, one of the random background characters. But uh, I did note she looks kind of like Zuko, which is just so <laughs> weird, right? Like weird, people yeah. can look like people out there. It's so strange. It's just lazy animation. They just reused the character model. That's true. Yeah. They didn't have the budget to make extra characters. <laughs> just slap another Zuko in there. They had to spend it all on the old fisherman in this episode. Honestly, worth it. <laughs> Uh, Iroh is starting to wrap up the story and, uh, the lieutenant says that I always thought he was burned in a training accident, Mm -hmm. which is interesting because that also implies that not everyone knows this story. Yeah. Yep. It wasn't widespread, which you would think if like there were people who are stoked about it, they'd be like telling everyone. Right. Like I know, I can't imagine that Zuko would be going around telling everybody what happened, but I would be willing to bet he's never talked about this yeah, to anyone. Yeah. But like Zhao is probably running around fucking being like, you see that when the prince got real fucked up by his dad? That was sick as hell. Awesome. Best day ever. Well, the rubes working on Zuko's ship, like they've never gotten to talk to like the tippity top of the Fire Nation military structure. So mm-hmm. like anyone who was there that day, they've probably never interacted with before That's outside true. of Zuko and Iroh. Mm hmm. Because, again, they're the shittiest Fire Nation soldiers. Yeah, that's why they're here. That's why they're aboard the good ship Zuko. <laughs> um, Iroh says that by refusing to fight back, the Fire Lord uh, found Zuko weak and banished him. Uh, and he can only return honorably if he finds the Avatar. So that's what this is all about. Yep. And I, I mean, we kind of knew that already, I think. 
kind of, we knew that, yeah, that was his only ticket home, mm-hmm. but we didn't know like what the banishment was truly right. about. Yes. Yeah. Just the way that he could get out of it. It also kind of seems like his dad was like looking for an excuse to banish him. And he was like, mm-hmm. oh, you look, you looked weak. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's good enough. Get it. Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Um, the uh, lieutenant says that Zuko needs the Avatar to return things to normal, to which Iroh says, things will never be normal. Mm-hmm. You can't go back from that shit. <laughs> no. That ship done sailed. Uh, but he does say the Avatar gives Zuko hope. Yeah, which is fun, because that's what Katara said. The Avatar, the Avatar gives everyone gives hope. Everyone hope, even... It's presumably his worst enemy. Yeah. So it's not any kind of like personal thing of Zuko, like hating the avatar for any reason. It's like, I need him to yep. be who I think I need to be. Mm-hmm. Tragic. Tragic story uh, for sure. But again, like always was kind of hinted at like, oh, there is something much larger at play here. Yeah, it's good. I like I like it. I like the parallels between the stories. It's fun. It's good stuff. Um, Zuko is meditating in his bedchambers, and there is a brief vision in his mind of a painting of two young children running through a grassy field with their father walking behind them. Mm -hmm. And it cuts back to Zuko in his room and then cuts to another vision of a young child with a familiar ponytail on the back of their head. (laughs) Could be anyone. Uh, and there is an adult with their hand on the child's back. And then it cuts back to Zuko and then back to one final vision of the child's face revealing, yes, it is actually young Zuko. Mm-hmm. He's got a little smile on his face. Uh, and this image is really kind of sad where like the image of a young smiling Zuko crossfades into like the bitter scowl of the disfigured Zuko that we know today. Yeah, and it's like... He's lit from the bottom, so he's got all these really dramatic shadows, like, showing, like, creases in his face and, like, how, like, fucking angry he is. Yeah, he looks like the most tortured soul that has ever existed. (laughs) It's a very good transition. Um, Yeah, it's really good. So, yeah, anyway, like we've said, we've done the thing now. Uh, We don't feel much differently about Aang, like, maybe a little bit Mm -hmm. because we're kind of sad for the way people treated him. Yeah. But we feel substantially differently about Zuko than yep. I think we did before. Yep. So we're grow we're growing here. Our our context is expanding. And I like it. That's what I want. Yeah. Give me more, please. <laughs> Tell me why people are trying to do the things that they're trying to do. Now I kind of get it. Yeah, some motivation would be nice. Yeah. And they're giving it to us this time. They are not fucking around. They are actually giving it to us. Yep. So good on them. Um, some lightning strikes Zuko's ship and it immediately cuts back to the cave as the old woman calls to Aang and Katara and she says that her husband and Sokka have not yet returned. Uh, Aang says, I'm going to go find them. And Katara says, I'm going with you. And the old woman sits down and defiantly says, I'm staying right here. Yep. <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> okay, have fun. <laughs> we don't need you. It's really warm by this fire, by the way, guys. Great job with the fire. <laughs> I'm going to stay here with the fire. Mm-hmm. I'll, just make, awesome. I'll watch this. I'll make sure it's it's still going. Yeah, somebody's got to take control. You can't just leave a fire unattended. Yeah. Nope. What if the cave burns down? 
I know. All that flammable rock. Woof. <laughs> You'd have a mess on your hands. Uh, they fly out into the storm. It cuts back to Zuko and his crew struggling against massive waves as they stand on the ship. Uh, Iroh points up to the bridge and the helmsman is dangling from a bit of metal that was blasted by lightning. Mm-hmm. Which, it's got to be some really shit metal for it to get mangled by like a lightning strike like that. Yeah, it's not very well put together. Again, Zuko does not get the nicest things that the Fire Nation has to offer. Very fair. It could be a really old ship, like one that was being decommissioned or something. We already know it's much, much smaller from like that one shot in episode three where they're all like ten times the size of his own ship. Yep. It's not the the best of the best that the Fire Nation Navy has. Now, what do we have kicking around at the docks somewhere? Oh, this old thing? <laughs> I wonder, you, Zuko. We were about to melt that down. In fact, we already started removing some of the bolts. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, well, I don't have time to put those back in. Anyway, good luck. Yeah, send it as it is. It's fine. <laughs> it's seaworthy. Um... <laughs> And yes, Brendan, I I wrote in my notes, I Brendan, I know you will love this, but I already know that you did because you brought it up already. <laughs> I thought uh, this was wild. Yeah, I know. It is. It You were right to think that. Uh, some lightning strikes the ship and strikes Iroh directly, pretty mm-hmm. much. I think he channeled it to him is what it seems so. like to me. Yeah. Yeah. He absorbs the lightning intentionally. Uh, absorbs it in one hand and then brings it down through his body and redirects it out away from the ship with his other hand. Yes. So lightning is fire. Yeah. Lightning's fire. <laughs> in Okay. <laughs> okay. Every bending style gets to have like a little extra fun with something else. Yes. I did know that, but I, I didn't think that was a thing until Korra really. Um, um, so there, it, was inter- it was interesting to see it so early in the show. They expand things a little bit. I mean, they expand things a lot in Korra, but like they're not strictly locked into only just the specific elements mm-hmm. and nothing else on this show. Like they have a little fun with it. Yeah, it's good to see. I like to see like what other things because I what's fun to me about that is you can classify certain things as multiple different things. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't know that I would classify lightning as anything but fire. But uh, I, I might. I don't know if what I'm thinking about air. I could you could classify it as air. Yeah, that's the only other one that makes sense to me. Yeah. And even that is a stretch. A stretch. I mean, yeah. <laughs> fire is maybe also a little bit of a stretch, but yeah. it's, it, I would say it is closer. Yeah, we we know that lightning can start fires. So I think that's kind of yeah. the, the connection. That's fair. Yeah, you, you got a point there. And lightning does burn things that it strikes. Well, not all things, including this kick-ass old man. Yeah. <laughs> Although he is like smoking and kind of sparking a little bit afterwards. Yeah, he's got like frizzy hair. He looks a little dazed. But when the lightning is inside of him, he looks like he is like supersonic, like the golden sonic. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It's a great still image shot of Iroh just like lightning coursing through his veins with like a big yellow glow around his entire body. <laughs> he gets super saiyan. Yeah, it's pretty radical. Um, The ship is rocking and the helmsman starts to fall 
Uh, but Zuko grabs him and hands him safely down to the lieutenant who looks up to his captain, who smiles down at him in return. So we all kind of learned something today. Yeah, as, mu- as for as much as he tries to put on a front, he still cares about his men. No, no. When when push comes to shove, he's got to take care of, you know, yeah. they if they're going to look up to him, he's got to look out for them. Yep. And the, the thing about that is, is he wasn't even present for them, like complaining and stuff. So this isn't like even motivated by him feeling bad about what they said about him. He's just he would have done this anyway. He's just doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, you know, it's expensive to like get new crew members. <laughs> I can't really go back, back to the Fire Nation and get more guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he's got what he's got. <laughs> There's no substitutions. Um. Appa carries Aang and Katara over the raging sea as they're looking for Sokka and the old man. Um, A gigantic wave forms in front of them, but they fly straight into it and Aang whips it away with his staff. Mm -hmm. Um, Just pretty good. He's like airbending a hole through it. I I think I think you would qualify it as such. Okay, I was I was hoping I like exactly what happened is what I wanted to happen, but I think I wanted him to just make a hole in it with water bending. Just kind of separate it and go, whoop. Yeah, just like form a hole and fly through it. Uh, the air bending works, though. It's fine. It still ended up with the, the same thing that I was <laughs> looking for. Just not the way that I wanted it to happen. The destination matters more than the journey in this particular sequence. Yeah. <laughs> um, they fly along and manage to spot the small fishing boat struggling against the waves. Uh, and just as they do this, they fly past Zuko on his ship, who spots the Avatar. Mm-hmm. And he takes a moment and then says to his crew, let them go. We need to get to safety. Yeah. Uh, Iroh says, all right, let's head into the eye of the storm. But Iroh has like a small little smile on his face. Yeah. He's very proud He's of Zuko. pleased. Yeah. Yeah. You've done good. You're being a good leader, like, for once, which makes my <laughs> life way easier. <laughs> That's really what it's about. Yeah. Let's let's try to do this a little more often there. <laughs> my dear sweet nephew. Uh, this fishing boat is rocking. Uh, they are holding on for dear life. Sokka says, I'm too young to die. The old man says, I'm not, but I still don't want to. I still don't want to. Yeah, I thought it was really good. <laughs> I'm telling you, the old fishing couple are the best characters we've ever had on this show. Both of them. Dynamic duo. <laughs> they're up there. Yeah, they're top of the list for sure. Uh, Aang leaps down onto the ship and the mast starts to fall, but Aang hurls a few water columns up, which split the mast in half before it crushes them. I thought that was pretty cool. Pretty good use of water bending. It was a good move and also indicates, yeah, maybe Aang has also been doing a little practicing. We know that Katara is kind of figuring her shit out. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like, hey, Aang is not slacking. Yeah. Or maybe just in the moment, it's like... Uh, <laughs> He found the inspiration. He can just kind of call on his, again, latent abilities. Turn it on when he needs to. Yep. Um, they manage to climb up onto Appa, but just as they do, an absolutely massive wave, bigger than the one before, rises uh, be- behind them. And there's no getting away this time. And the wave sweeps them all under the water. And we can see Appa sinking deep into the ocean 
Aang struggles to open his eyes and sees Sokka and Katara and the old man just barely hanging on to Appa's saddle. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems all hope is lost, but Aang's hand reaches out and grabs Appa's reins and then lights up as Aang enters into the Avatar state. Yeah. We're not going out like this, damn it. As he did when he was originally frozen, a huge orb surrounds them. But instead of freezing, it turns into like some kind of air pocket, which, Brendan, mm-hmm. this is exactly a kind of thing that, again, that you have mentioned on the show before about creating some sort of air pocket underwater that they can survive in. Yeah, they could do it anytime they want. Just put little bubbles on their heads and walk around. But what so but I, I guess what do we consider is this water bending? Is he water bending or is he air bending? Uh, it's probably a combination. Uh, I would say, though, more likely airbending because there's always like little bubbles in the water. So sure. he could just be like forming them together. Collecting all the molecules. Yeah. Putting them into one big thing. That's possible. Yep. That's kind of how I see it. But also at the same time, he does have to move the water out of the way. But I don't know. I would classify it more as airbending, I think. Okay. I do need you to give it a de- definitive stance. And it sounds yeah. like airbending is the choice you've made. Yep. All right. I'm fine with that. I think I agree with you. Mm-hmm. So we can move on. But uh, it is a cool move. And yeah, maybe something they should be doing like all the time instead of flying high through the sky. Like, let's go underwater where nobody can see us. That would be very cool. Just to like travel around in an air pocket under the water all the time. That would be sick as hell and much more sneaky. They could go yeah. anywhere they wanted. Yep. And they could oh. see some cool sea monsters. I would like to see more marine life on this show. Yeah. We had the Unagi. He was yeah. cool. Giant eels are fucking scary. How many more of those we got? Probably a lot. I can't, I can't imagine that's the only one. It's a big blue world, Brendan. I'd like to see what's out there. <laughs> um, Zuko's ship enters into the calm eye of the storm, which is calm for now, but they're just going to have to do this shit all over again once they're on the other side of the eye of the storm. That's how it works. Yep. Plus, they're over water, so the storm is continuing to probably grow in strength. It's going to be really bad. Yep, unless they can stick to the eye until it dies out. Just the whole way. Which, I don't think that's how that would work. It would have to no, go over know, land, wouldn't it? That ship, I don't think it's like uh, like an aqua car or whatever. <laughs> I would love that, though, if it like went up to land and then sprouted little wheels, or even better, like little arms and legs. Like the duck boats in Massachusetts? Yeah. I, uh... You know, the, again, the Fire Nation, an industrious nation, anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, Zuko apologizes to Iroh for endangering the crew, but all is forgiven. Uh, and just then, Appa bursts from the waters below, and Aang and Zuko lock eyes, but there's no confrontation as Appa soars high above uh, into and out of the top of the eye of the storm towards sunny skies above. Again, I'm not sure exactly like the the science of that i i want to say that would work but i don't know enough about it <clears throat> you'd have to fly really really high i yes, think yes you would uh to the point where they probably would struggle breathing yeah the air pressure would be astronomical yeah or not astronomical. very low yeah very low <laughs> how does this work again i don't know the exact <laughs> science the pressure builds as you get closer to the earth no 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 that doesn't sound right to me <laughs> I'm pretty sure what I said was right. 
Uh, they return the old man to his wife at the cave. She hugs him and says that he needs to apologize to the avatar. He says, uh, how about I give him a fish instead? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seems suitable to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. spa- spare the words, old man. I'll take the fish. <laughs> uh, Ang says, actually, I don't eat meat. The old man says, fish ain't meat. <laughs> Which is very funny because there are because that is an argument in the real world. People do think that, and that is some people's diet and justification for their diet, and that's just the way it is. Fish are made out of foam rubber. Yeah, so they're safe. Yeah, you know, they're not one of God's creatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sokka asks for his payment, and yes, the old man does slap a big fish down in Sokka's open hand. Mm-hmm. All, all that, almost dying, putting his life in danger... They really, really, really needed the money, as we established at the top of the episode. Yep. And they got one fish. One fish. Not even a very big fish. Also, like, they were flying through the air, so, like, the old man just had that fish on him the whole time. He was just carrying it around, yeah, just in case. That's just his pocket fish. (laughs) Yeah, you never know. Things happen. Um... Aang tells Katara she was right, that he's done dwelling on the past and needs to be the hero that the world needs right now. Uh, The old man thanks Aang for saving him, and that music box music starts playing again as the rain stops and they're all kind of looking out over the calm ocean below them. But then Appa shakes like a wet dog, and they all go, Appa! (laughs) Let me get one of those, like, circle-closing things, like in a Looney Tunes. (laughs) Momo comes in and tries to say, that's all, folks, but he's talking a Momo language, so it's like... (laughs) But Appa knows what he's trying to say. Yeah, Appa laughs. (laughs) (laughs) That's the end of the episode. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, that's The Storm, Brendan, episode 12, The Storm. Mm-hmm, sure was. We got a lot out of The Storm. Mm-hmm. Filling in some things, some puzzle pieces have been put into play here. Yep. We kind of get some stuff now, so how how do we feel about what this episode did for us? Uh, I liked learning more about, um, Zuko's backstory. I think that was fun, um... Having a little bit more like clarity on uh, Aang's is pretty good as well, but I had kind of figured out that's exactly what happened. Yeah, it doesn't take much in to kind of draw three. those lines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it is nice, like having that confirmation now and not having to worry about them th- throwing some other random thing into it. Well, I mean, I guess they still could. Um, oh, there's time. Yeah, uh, but the Zuko story was good. Um, I like that it was told by Iroh as like a an observer, um, which was I think probably done so they didn't have to animate Zuko being horribly disfigured by a fireball. Yeah, because uh, that's a good point. They could just have him say, "I looked away," and then not show it. Um, right, <laughs> which I'm sure Nickelodeon uh, appreciated. <laughs> I would say so. Um, yeah, and it was good to see Zuko kind of being more human. Uh, for a couple scenes. Not just constantly brooding teenager with yeah. like unclear troubled past. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh no, this was actually like a like a real person 
Yeah. Who went through some absolutely traumatic shit that nobody should have to go through. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice to have that. Um, and, and anytime the show can further the plot in any way, I'm for it. Yeah, agreed. After the amount of weeks that we just spent not doing that. Yeah, like, to go to go from like a really <laughs> plot heavy episode to a couple weeks of kind bullshit. of nothing. Yeah. Child's play. <laughs> it was good to be back. Yeah. Nice to be kind of back on track. Um, yeah. No, everything you just said, the Aang storyline, like nice just to see it all confirmed. And also, I don't know, like everything with Giazzo, uh, I I love him trying to stand up for Aang and like be the only one who truly has Aang's best interests in mind. Yeah, seeing more of their relationship was definitely nice. Yeah, it was it was cool to see him kind of fighting his battles for him mm-hmm. um, and trying to yeah give Aang like as much normalcy as possible, but Aang being thrust into like a role that he is not ready for like even they admittedly are like yeah you're probably not ready for this but it's time to go but it has to be done but it has to be done so like ang being forced into like a position that he never wanted or knew he was going to have uh the juxtaposition of that with zuko like opening his flashback being like hey like this is my position i am to be the fire lord yep yep trying trying to to like get into the the place that he needs to be in the future like that's kind of what i meant about the the parallels i guess it wouldn't be parallels it's kind of like a juxtaposition i guess of their of their roles I think that's the word I said, and I wasn't sure if it was the right one. Parallels yeah. also, when you said it, I'm like, yes, Brendan, yes. Parallels, yes. That's, yeah. yes. I think juxtaposition is actually more It's fine. Fitting. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, because they're not doing the same thing. They're, in fact, doing kind of the opposite things, but ending up in similar positions where they're cut off from the the people they know. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was good. It was good to see that. I'm glad they did both of them in the same episode. Yeah, it it is cool for them. They purposely, you know, that is what they're trying to do is be mm-hmm. like, hey, like, this is why they're both the way they are. Um, the Zuko thing is cool because now it, like, gives us some sympathy for Zuko that we never would have had before because his whole thing has been like, I'm capturing the Avatar. It's the only way I can gain my honor and we're kind of sitting here being like, well, your honor doesn't mean shit to me, Zuko. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't now, understand why this matters. What happened to make you lose your honor in the first place? Yeah, now we know. And now now his motivation makes a bit more sense. He's a bit more sympathetic uh, yeah. of a character now. And you want that. It's it's fun when you get that with uh, your villain on the show. Yeah, you need to be able to for a, to make a good villain. You need to be able to understand, like even if you don't agree with them, you need to be able to like at least understand where they're coming from and like what their motivation is. And I think for Zuko, uh, especially because it it turns out he doesn't really care about the Avatar. He's only doing it because it's it's something he feels like he has to do. It's his ticket to reclaiming the life that he thinks he's supposed to be living. Yeah. Um, so you kind of feel for him. It's it's like I said earlier. It's tragic. A tragedy in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we're not done. Uh, you know, just a little 
tease for you, Brendan. We're not we're not done kind of learning about the tragedy that is the life of Zuko. I didn't think we would be, no. This guy has not had an easy go of things. Nope. But we'll learn more about that in the future. But for now, yeah, this episode is good to get us back into like shit that actually matters, mm-hmm. uh, but also like delivering, I feel like, pretty good story content for for these characters that we've grown with now. And now we're like, OK, yeah, I'm I'm learning more about it and I'm into it. Yeah. So the storm, we liked it. It's good. It's good to be. It's good to feel like the conversation we're having here matters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like I like to have uh, important things happening in the show. Are you trying to tell me that uh, the age old war between the Zhang tribe and the Ganjin tribe doesn't matter? Uh, yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'll give a I about would agree that. with that point, but I would not agree that the Canyon guide from that episode doesn't matter. He matters to me a great deal. Oh, he matters. Yeah. Yeah, he's very good. So without him. These last few weeks, we might have had to stop watching the show if he was not in that episode. Yeah, yeah. He saved that episode from uh, being the worst episode in the show. <laughs> not according to other people, <laughs> as we discussed. Um, but anyway, that was episode 12, The Storm. Thumbs up from us. Let's hope it kind of keeps this trend going. Like, let, let's Let's get down to business, huh? Yeah, we'll find out. Uh, anyway, no emails for us this this week, Brendan. Oh, but uh, if anyone did want to send in an email, got recap at gmail.com is the email address. Let us know your thoughts on Avatar The Last Airbender. Let us know your thoughts on the Super Mario Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. We had a whole lot of thoughts about it. We uh, did. Too many. Some would say too many, and by some, I mean you and me right now. Yeah. And probably everybody who listened to that episode as well, if anybody did. <laughs> um, but gotta recap at gmail.com is the address. Uh, we would love to read your thoughts and questions on the show. Head to at gotta recap on social media. You can also reach out to us there. We would love to see you. Mm-hmm. You can head to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and drop us a five-star review of the show. Uh, We would very much appreciate it if you would do something like that because it would be really cool and awesome. Yeah. And no other reason. That's it. Just because it's cool and awesome. And those are my favorite things to be. Mm -hmm. But mm, probably in that order, too. Cool, then awesome. Yes. Does that seem fair? Yeah. You can't start awesome and then go to cool. That you're 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 moving downhill. Yeah, yeah. That's it's a slippery slope into irrelevance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of ir- irrelevance, Brendan, everything we're saying right now doesn't matter because it's the end of the episode. Bullshit. Yeah, we're back on it, not knowing how to close an episode. Hey, uh, Brendan, uh, this episode. Uh, the uh, waves were really tossing people around, huh? Uh, yeah. What do you say next week we toss around our thoughts on episode 13 of Avatar The Last Airbender? Does that sound good to you? Yeah, that sounds all right. <laughs> all right, we'll toss around those thoughts, which is a very normal thing that people say. <laughs> uh, we will do that with you all next week. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.